right now it is time to have a chat to Lizzie Jelfs, who's been doing such a wonderful job for Racing.com and Channel 7 to get her take on the previous week's good races and a look ahead to the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes Day as well. Morning, Lizzie. How are you? Very well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, it was a great weekend of racing. You certainly feel as though all the good horses are returning and we're starting to build up into what looks to be a, a massive autumn carnival in both states. And the big guns stood up last Saturday. You were there in Sydney getting to see Animo and also in secret it was a day out for the Blue Army. First of all, how did Animo look to you in his return? Well, he's definitely mature, matured, more so mentally. Obviously, he can be a bit vulnerable first up with the way that he parades. He can sometimes be a little bit hot and um, get up on his toes and be a bit of a lad but just as his preparations on his career has extended he's really sort of matured physically and mentally and it's just showing in the way that he's executing his races and I actually saw him after uh, he won and I was watching him still walking around after the the last race just cooling down and yeah he's he's a real beast now and I think he's ready to take on not only the you know the competition in Australia he's being certainly primed to take on the rest of the world as well. He's done a good job with him, James Cummings, and obviously that is the end game uh, for his career is this swan song at Royal Ascot. Um, how competitive do you think he'll be, Lizzie, over there? Very, very competitive. And he's got he's got a great cruising style. He's able to kick off of, you know, a good temple. He's very tractable. You can put him anywhere. And he's just getting better with age. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's the best in the world, but he's certainly the best that we've got to offer at the moment. And he couldn't have won any easier on Saturday. And being a colt, he's still really focused, which is so important. Sometimes you can lose them around this age. And he just seems as though he's mentally just getting better and better. And I actually had a lot to do with his mother and she was exactly the same. She got better with age and she was um, such a terrific filly to deal with Animato. She was a bridesmaid to Miss Finland the majority of her life but she was a, a super talented mare and um, she had a great attitude and she got better with age as, as she got older. What do you make of the runners who were resuming behind him? Obviously Hinged and Fangirl looked great. Were there a couple that you may have been less enthused about their performance? Um, when I saw them walk into the yard I thought the only horses that could beat Animo would be Hinged and Fangirl mm. because she has both of them have mature they're you know they're they're autumn four-year-old mares now so they're they're at not their peak maturity but they're certainly at their the best strength to be taking on the weight for age horses so to me hinged and fangirl would be the biggest dangers if i was to take one horse out of the two of them i thought fangirl has got so much upside because she's back marker she'd be even better as you step out and trip so she's the one that i absolutely loved i don't think they were the horses behind them were disappointing. I thought Moanga was fine. I thought Laura Indices was fine. I never thought that he they could beat Animo. They've all, you know, run against him time and time again, and they're at the peak of their condition. So there's no more improvement left in them. He's beaten them over and over again. The up and comers are the ones that you have to look for, and that was the two mares, the four year old mares in Fangirl and Hinged. Yeah, they do look outstanding as well. I'm keen to get your thoughts on this beast of a two-year-old cafe millennium who just looks like a hulk <laughs> yeah i was so fascinated michael to see him in the yard because i'd watched his trials i hadn't been to the trials and seen him but i'd watched them and i i he towers over everything else he must be about nearly 17 hands and he looks raw he looks as though he's legs 11 he doesn't really know what he's doing but 
there was something about the way he finished off his trial at Hawkesbury and then he went on and had his second trial. He was a lot more tractable. And I thought to myself, John O'Shea just would not have a horse of this size and stature in if he wasn't showing him enough at home. And the entire race, I watched him because I was so fascinated of how he was going to run. And when he won, I absolutely was not surprised because of the way I've seen his preparation progress. And who knows? I think you have to probably see him run again before you can realistically think he's a live slipper chance because he's, well, clearly he's a live slipper chance, but he might be a little bit more dour now he's had that one run. And he looks to me as though he's physically going to get over further as he um, as his preparation extends. So he's very, very exciting. And he's uh, an absolute um, beast when you look at him in the yard. Mm. Uh, well, he's a very exciting two-year-old for the future, but it may be hard to top learning to fly. And uh, you came uh, down to Melbourne for the Festival of Racing launch. I was talking to you on Friday and you said, look, if learning to fly wins the millennium, I think it'll just win the slipper. I don't know how they'll beat it. Do you still feel that way after her her brilliant win on Saturday? Yeah, I'm not usually one that makes statements like that, but yeah, I do. I think she will win the slipper. Um, I know they can be there one minute and gone the next two-year-old, but she is such a talent and physically she is she um she will get better as she gets older like a lot of horses she's probably going to be a really nice three-year-old as well but just her attitude the way that she parades the way that she her trials the toughness in her races how tractable chad went forward on her first up and then last start in the millennium he went back because of the gate he was drawn and she was able to absorb all that pressure each and every time she did that and still finish off with this wonderful turn of foot and I just think in a two-year-old from my experience with working with them and seeing them they have to have this attitude that's a no fuss carefree and willing attitude to win and that's exactly what she has and again I know the family well Ennis Hill was at Hayes's when I was there and prior to that her mother or Ennis Hill's mother uh, Hips Don't Lie was one of the horses that I looked after for a long time. So they all had that great two-year-old attitude and probably didn't see the best of Ennis Hill, but she's been able to pass it on to her progeny and she looks like um, an absolute star learning to fly. And she's very um, tractable, isn't she? If she draws a barrier, she can sit up a lot close. Um, She was able to to do it from behind. So for a two-year-old who's so inexperienced, um, she's almost bomb-proof, isn't she? Yep, I agree, absolutely. She's... Michael, when when I really took up notice of her is when she Steel City loomed up and headed her in the straight mm. in the widden, and I thought, oh well, this is all over. And for a two-year-old to dig deep and you know really fight back and and savage the line, I thought, well, she's got something very special because they don't really know how to do that. You can't train them to do that. They just have that in them, and that's what she has. Uh, speaking of good fillies, uh, in secret, did what she had to do on Saturday uh, in the. the the light fingers, it was almost a soft win in the end. How did she look to you? A lot better than last preparation. For a lot of people who have followed In Secret's career, she never, ever blossomed in the spring. She never looked as though her coat was perfect. She never looked as though she carried enough condition. And I was really interested to see how she presented this time around for her first run. And she's put on a bit more condition. She's never going to be an overly big or robust filly, but she's definitely you know, put on enough that they can, you know, it's going to make her stronger and easier to train. And she's obviously really happy and work. And her coat was just absolutely perfect. So 
yep, she's come on leaps and bounds and she's super exciting. And I, again, I don't think anyone was surprised to see her return in that manner. She beat the boys in the Coolmore and she's fronting up against um, the girls and was able to do the job. And I thought the second horse was very game as well, Sunshine in Paris. Mm. That's only her second preparation. And she looks to me as though she's definitely got a really good race in her. She head to the surround. And of the others, I thought Madame Pomery was very, very good as well. She hit the line strongly and just ca- was carrying a little bit of condition. So she will improve from the run, but she's come back a lot bigger and stronger. And the other horse that I I didn't mind was a lot more love from the Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio stable. It was $51 on for her first up run. Um, I think she'll be a lot fitter if you go back and have a look, a lot fitter and a lot shorter if you go back and have a look at that replay. Uh, watching on uh, when you were up in Sydney, the Group 1 CFO stakes on Saturday. Who do you think's the second best horse in Australia behind Animo? Oh, it would have to probably be the second best. That's a great question. You got me on the spot there. But I thought you'd have, probably have to say I'm thunderstruck mm. because of his, he's so consistent and he ran really, really well. It was just a case of his back, his racing style holds him back a little bit. Um, but I was super impressed with how Jackano was able to win on Saturday and he never wins by big margins and he's super tough. So he's a, Great little three-year-old. Uh, I think that weight for age-wise, it would have to be I'm um, Thunderstruck. Yeah. Uh, Matty Stewart said he, he thought he was disappointing. I didn't think he was disappointing. It, it was, a, again, race structure and maybe not being 100% fit. I thought Mr. Brightside ran enormous in that race on, on Saturday. Yeah, well. he did. Yeah, ran really well. And he's he's definitely the horse that you would... They stretched him out last preparation and he probably was a little bit out of his comfort zone stepping up. You know, he loves the mile. He's so good over the mile. He's a group one winner over the mile. And I think now that they're going to aim his preparation to be heading towards an all-star mile, I think that's, you know, at Mooney Valley, the track he loves. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely in with it with a live chance. And he's got sort of a much more conducive racing style than a few of his other contenders. Uh, I'm not sure whether there's going to be any Sydney horses come down for the, the Blue Diamond. Do you know if... Um, or have you got an idea on, on the Blue Diamond picture? Because it looks fairly even at this stage. Is Barber or maybe that learning to fly form line Steel City, the the, the two that you're maybe honing in on? Uh, the, I think Barber's, he's, you can't be disappointed with how he has gone along. He oh, Jamie just rode him so well on Saturday. I think he's got to be hard to beat and you've got to sort of stick with winning form. And he again looks like a really bomb-proof two-year-old. Um, Steel City, I, I, I heard whispers that they're potentially going to maybe pop some blinkers on her and they think that that would really, you know, sometimes when you pop them on at the end of a, or at the pinnacle of their preparation, they can really find a few lengths and that's what I've heard about her. So I think she's pretty tough and maybe they might even bring Kundalini down, but mm. you've got to be pretty impressed with how Barber's going. I mean, he hasn't put a foot wrong. He, again, was able to be a lot more forward. I was quite surprised to see him so far forward in the run instead of out the back like I've seen him up here in Sydney. So, yeah, he was um, he's the horse to beat at the moment and I don't think that's going to change after what he did on Saturday. Final fields will be out tomorrow, but do you think we'll see... Uh, nature strip as the most dominant sprinter in the autumn as we have in recent years on Saturday or, or is father time catching up? Um, 
I haven't seen. I'd love to have seen him. I'm. I'm definitely going to be listening to what Jane has to say about him in the yard. She's seen him probably just as much as I have. But yeah, I think he's. It will, I'll be interested to see how he goes because he's got. He certainly ha- does have to bounce back. And you know, sometimes even though you get older, you don't get any worse, Michael. You know that. <laughs> well, I know the first <laughs> part of that. I'm not sure about the second, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, the sprinters are very. They're hard to to really judge, but. For, yeah, for a yard judge, it would be how he looks, and I haven't seen him for ages, and he never looked bad at the end of last preparation. I just hope he can bounce back and, and uh, hold on to his crown because he's a marvellous horse. One last one, quickly off the SMS. Uh, looking forward to seeing Aft Cabin. Uh, you just got to see him. Um, is he, in your mind, maybe the best... Could he potentially be the best three-year-old? He could. Um, he he was brilliant, wasn't he, on debut, and it was he caught a few people... At, um, off guard in Sydney. They didn't quite understand the form that he was in in, in Victoria, but I think he's potentially one of the better three-year-olds that we've seen. Obviously, he had that setback at the end of last preparation, and that's always in the back of your mind. What what are they going to do with him? Are they going to step him up in trip? Are they going to keep him to, you know, 1,214, well, 1,400? You know, it, there's a lot of um, options that they have, but, yeah, he's he returned better than he went out. Yeah, it's going to be great to see him back in action again on Saturday. Uh, Lizzie, great to have you on board throughout the uh, the Festival of Racing. Look forward to getting your insights uh, each and every week uh, from uh, the good Group 1 races, which are building each and every week. Yeah, no, it's a great time of year to be uh, involved in racing. And there's some you know wonderful programs in both states and there's some really great cl- clashes coming up. So I'm looking forward to covering all of them. Good on you, Lizzie. Lizzie Jelfs 